0: With so much software available in the short-term rental industry these days, it's increasingly difficult to keep up to date with what's on the market and to determine whether it's a maybe or a must have for you and your business. So meet one provider each week in a short interview learning what they do and what they offer. So if you have around 15 minutes to spare, it could prove to be a very good investment to stick around. So let's see who and what is out there one by one with me, Deborah Labby also known as the Guest Inspector. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Techsplained with the Guest Inspector. Every time you open the door to a guest at your property, do you really know who they are? How did you verify them? Would your level of internet knowledge take you deep enough to uncover a criminal or spot a stolen ID or credit card? As awful as it is, there is a seedy underworld out there, and with every booking, we could be opening our doors to one of its players. However, there is a way to lock them out, and today we're going to find out how. Today, my guest is Ella from AutoHost. Hello, Ella. How are you? Hi, Deborah. Good. Great to be here. Thank you very much for coming along, and thank you for your time. We're going to launch straight into it. Can you tell me, in one sentence, what does AutoHost do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So AutoHost is an identity verification and fraud detection platform, and we're primarily focused on on the hospitality space. So what we do is we work with professional operators, and we basically mitigate their risk by automating their guest vetting activities. So both for safety and compliance reasons.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. So I'm a property manager. I'm coming to you. I want to get on board with AutoHost. How does that process work? And then what do I see? What do I get after that?
1: Mm -hmm. so our integrations are either by any uh, one of the largest supported PMS systems, Mm -hmm. or if you have, I mean, we have API integrations as well. So companies that have their own solution can integrate with us. Mm -hmm. And basically what we do is we sit right there in your flow. So your PMS or your system still remains your source of truth. Mm -hmm. And then basically any reservation that comes into your flow from whichever OTA or platform, Mm -hmm. um, once the booking is confirmed, our process gets launched. So you would receive this sort of a, hi Deborah. thank you so much for booking. Please follow this process, this link to confirm and verify your reservation.
0: Mm -hmm. As the guest, as the guest, yes. Okay. Right. And then
1: Auto host kicks in, you as the guest would go through whichever set of validations the operator will have determined. Mm-hmm. Um, the common standard ones would still be kind of answering all the questions, signing usage agreements, agreeing to rules, mm-hmm. um, personal info, providing guest lists. And then you have the more solid validations of uploading your ID and making sure that you're um, that a biometric scan passes, and we have your photo on file. Your credit mm-hmm. card is collected, mm-hmm. flagging any discrepancies there. And mm-hmm. then we go deeper and deeper into analyzing actual your system. We have a whole threat intelligence uh, part of things. We can dive into our yeah. tech and cybersecurity background. But the point is that at the end of the process, that is a very guest experience focused for the guest. On the back end, we run our screening. Okay. So user operator would be getting a final basically verified or flight for review kind of a result.
0: Okay. Let's and- rewind that. So mm. the guest gets their first email. Is it email or is it a text? It's both. So okay. it's email, text, okay. it's on the system. Whichever right. way you can communicate, we'll reach them. Okay. And is that branded to the property manager? Absolutely. Okay. So with all of the things that you just mentioned, there was a lot. It so was. are these designed according to what the property manager... Uh, wants I mean do you then work with me to to determine okay whatever city I might be in or whatever country I might be in what might be the 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 worst sort of crime possible crime or whatever and you would advise me okay you should have this and you should have this on
1: so exactly a mix of both so we have our best practices and we will definitely guide you towards what you should have as a bare minimum requirement then you have your personal business practices and your risk tolerance you might say that local one-nighters that are under 25 should be flagged for review you're happy to host them but you want to review the reservation or if you're in a specific city that is very problematic for out-of-city guests or specifically during a specific month or a week of a festival Mm. you you will set up your manual rules and your custom rules for Mm. flagging but yes together we will put together whatever um whatever information you need to collect sometimes yeah. it's your risk tolerance and sometimes it's uh legislation and so authority reporting requirements uh-huh. so whatever um whatever you need to be collecting you'll be collecting through the process
0: yeah so so this screening can be uh, it can be changed seasonally like for example you know the school is weak or something you can i can go into my dashboard is it and then i can just say hey i need all of these done now quickly you do know, get this happening
1: So theoretically, yes, I'd say the less people use it seasonally and more you would customize things based on, say, property or listing, you have some very high end properties, those might require higher security deposits or stricter rules, you might have so vacation rentals and cottage country might have very different risk tolerance than metropolitan areas. So Mm -hmm. I find that customization is usually done either on a booking channel level. So oh. you may want to enable or disable some things for Airbnb versus Expedia mm-hmm. um, or things like that, or by listing. In terms of seasonality, absolutely. You can go in and tweak whenever you'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything is kind of in your uh, in your control.
0: Yeah. So the minimum is the ID verification.
1: So in absolute theory, it's not even the minimum, but I will say that that's a very core product. So
2: okay. I mean, okay. we,
1: if, if there's clients that are still in a very old process, checking IDs at the door, which we don't recommend for efficiency and effectiveness. Um, But in absolute theory, we have a very slick, like just an automation, guest flow, kind of a agree to rules, provide soft info. Um, But I will say that kind of as a core product, ID is usually the starting point that um, that clients can And I, I think
0: the, the more interesting ones are the, the to, just to make sure that this um, credit card is not a stolen credit card because then that, that's also always a big headache. Um, the criminal activity, that's an interesting one. And sex offender, that's an interesting one. So really you go really deep into someone's identity.
1: So, so we do, we actually come from the cybersecurity space. So the company mm-hmm. was formed kind of in this hybrid of, I come from property management mm-hmm. and um, Sadly, many of the, of the pain points were mine and many of the activity that was discovered and unfolded was, was because of real life experience. And then my mm-hmm. co-founder, Roy Firestein comes from the cybersecurity space.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
1: where we started with just automating processes, we realized that there's so much more that needs to get done when it comes to problematic guests. Mm. So from gray area of just, you know, parties, vandalism, smoking, rule compliance. Mm. But then unfortunately, you do get into criminal activity from mm. drug smuggling or just gangs or false identities, stolen credit cards, escort services, sex trafficking. Um, and the mm. scary thing is that you're not always aware of what happens behind closed doors. Mm. So, you know The operator might see a chargeback and a chargeback sucks, let's be honest. Mm. But there's so much more behind that as well so let's keep your money safe and avoid the chargebacks which is a big thing that we focus on Mm -hmm. but there's really an element of we want to know that you're renting to whoever they say they are and that they're liable for their stay and that you have all their information Mm -hmm. for compliance reasons and so on Mm -hmm. so a lot actually happens behind the scenes correct Mm.
0: so then when a guest is going through the process of their verification and check what sort of information do you take from the guest? Obviously, you go through the ID process, but what other way do you determine that this person is who they are? This, I mean, name and date of birth. I mean, is there something else that you take?
1: There's so much that we take. So there's... But, um, but in terms of a,
0: as a guest experience, though, if you are going to take a lot of information from the guest, how yes. does that flow? You know, without the guest going, are you kidding me? I, I, you know, right. is this worth it? <laughs> how does that 100%. work? 100%.
1: Yeah. So first of all, a lot of the information is not taken from the guest directly, but rather taken as conclusions from scans that we're running. So we talk a lot about objective data points. We want to be avoiding screening decisions that are more related to they're too tall or short, or they're this color or that color, or mm-hmm. sexual orientation, or socioeconomic mm-hmm. status. We want to be avoiding discriminatory requirements, or sometimes even unintentional discrimination and judgment calls, mm-hmm. and go for really objective data points. So we have anything from reservation parameters right? I mean, some common Mm -hmm. sense ones are a last minute, one night stay over a weekend. Seems Mm -hmm. like it's more likely to be a party than
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um, a longer stay. However, when it comes to fraud, it might be a little bit less less intuitive. Um, Then we take information that is collected from the guests. So you have the soft checks, like agreeing to rules, signing agreements, providing lists and guests. So for gray area of guests, that gray area of problems, that part is really important because a guest that signs for their stay, has a security deposit on file, are going to be a better behaved guest. So that's mm-hmm. tried and tested. Then you go to the level of actually taking ID, taking a selfie. So not only do you have a biometric scan, but you also then have the person's really image on file. Mm-hmm. You have the credit card collection, which is also a big thing because if somebody's, for example, booking on one of the OTAs and they tried a credit card and that's reported stolen, they can try another one. They can try 17, for that matter. If the 17th one goes through, I think 13 was our top uh, of of failed ones that we saw. So if the last one goes through, the booking will go through on that channel. But will that credit card be reported stolen four days later? Absolutely. So what we have is when they enter credit cards and things do get flagged as suspicious activity, we point that out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last level of things that we collect that isn't really an active collection from the guest is, is really our threat intelligence system, which is us scanning their, their entire system. So we look at IP and device fingerprinting. We're looking at things like their phone registration. Is it a burner number? Is it a fake email address? Do they have a social presence? So there's a lot that goes on to the scan that you as the guest don't necessarily need to be submitting information and going through a very tedious process, which is mm. a very valid question, because we recognize that we're in the business of trust and safety, but you're in the business of hospitality. Mm-hmm. And most guests are great guests. So, for those, you just need the due diligence, you need the checklist, you need their information on file. They should agree to rules, know what is expected of them. And, and you collected what you need for whatever purposes you need, as long as you don't abuse the information. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about the small percentage of actual problems, that is where kind of the back end of things really kicks in. And our clients that really rely on the fraud intelligence and know that if something gets flagged, it's a suspicious activity. We might as well look into it, arrange an in person check in, contact the guest, take whatever next steps you need mm. to see whether it's a safe reservation or not. So, we don't encourage canceling reservations. On the contrary, we actually work with our clients to say that now that you have this robust and effective screening in place, you don't need to play the better save than sorry game. Mm. You don't need to leave money on the table. You don't need to block booking.com. You don't need to avoid last minute stays. We're fine tuning your screening so you don't leave money on the table.
2: Yeah,
0: that's absolutely right. Now, my question was going to be, how much time do you need to go through that process for a last minute booking? Us or the guest? Uh, As a property manager, if the booking comes through and I need that guest verified, they want to check in in two hours, How how long does that take?
1: So our verification is fairly instant. So within the minute, which is actually last minute bookings, is one of the biggest reasons. Why operators really rely on us because if you think about pre-auto host phase when it comes to a last minute reservation there's money to be made so your mm-hmm. guest support team is suddenly stuck with an angry guest calling from the cab saying i didn't receive my instructions yet and then you might compromise whatever manual screening process you have at the moment
2: mm-hmm. just
1: in the advantage of good guest, so good guest service and a guest experience mm-hmm. so what we do is a very slick the instructions are on file As soon as you go through the portal and you're verified, the emails get sent out. So Mm -hmm. if anything, last minute reservations are handled really well because Mm -hmm. all of the valid guests will go through the system easily and not get stuck waiting for somebody to be available online.
0: Yeah. So in terms of the flow from booking to pre-arrival emails, you just slot in the middle. And as soon as you've got tick for the guest and the pre-arrival emails just continue on as automated.
1: Exactly. And if you don't get that tick, that is exactly where kind of that balance between automation and judgment call comes in. If you process thousands of reservations, we want you to avoid doing spot checking and ineffective screening and kind of being really tedious with your process. We're going to say out of these thousand, these 927 went through and Mm -hmm. everything's okay. Mm -hmm. Whereas these 73 reservations require manual review. Mm -hmm. And then your team will go in and see what the issue was. Mm -hmm. Name mismatch, husband booking for a wife, no problem, you're going to approve it. Mm. Um, some suspicious activity, they're saying that they're checking into Chicago, they're claiming they're traveling from Miami, but it's pinging from Portugal, you might look into it. Mm-hmm. And so whatever the system is discovering, we will never decline a reservation on your behalf. Mm-hmm. We're just there as the gatekeeper, yeah. but instead of a bouncer that is kind of looking whether you look sketchy or not, yeah. we really yeah. go with objective data points to say, this requires manual review and this does not.
0: Incredible. That's great. And it's a really great tool. You were talking about, you know, how many hundreds or thousands of inquiries you get. It's a great tool for scaling. If, if you're previously doing some kind of manual sort of screening, this is a great way just to, you know, let you do the job and you can just Absolutely. grow, scale. <laughs> wow. I let think me just... the point. Yeah. Now, I had a question. You also, you even look at things like um, a VPN. So... Can you explain exactly what's a VPN and this and the hacking tool detention? So you even look at the IT people in this dark underworld who might be trying to get in. So what is a VPN and, and the, the dark hacking? You, you pick that up as
1: well? We do, and I will give you a very brief explanation. And if you want to get techy and geeky, yeah. I'm going to hook you up with my co-founder. Okay. Yeah. In layman terms for us people, yeah. um, VPN is a, is a protocol ability for people to basically change what the browser sees as your location mm. so some innocent uses of vpn as if uh i'm in canada and i really want to get uh, the u.s netflix shows i can use a vpn to pretend i'm in chicago mm. um, but but in general what we're seeing within criminal activity is that there's attempts to and when we said talk about criminal activity you get not only into i mean gang members wanting to book for free and enjoy the pool but rather you're getting into actual be it drug smuggling or money laundering or or sexual any like kind of trafficking activity Mm, and mm. therefore we know that there's ways to triangulate where your um, signal is coming from your ip address and get to a physical location
2: Mm. for those
1: instances people would use a vpn to mask where their location is and Mm -hmm. so any attempts to mask your digital identity is something that we will look into and capture Mm. you also have things like when we look at, say, device fingerprinting. So let's say from one specific phone number or laptop, you're booking 50 properties on Airbnb and then reselling them on Kijiji for Airbnb parties. We will flag that specific IP address as problematic and suspicious. That's not even general fraud. It's very specific to hospitality and Mm. even short-term rentals, but we'll be flagging these things. Mm. So that's kind of where, and then, I mean, it goes, deeper and deeper and deeper into what we're able to see about a device mm. and it's not anything that you or i would be sophisticated enough to mm. to actually trick the system to do but mm. in those very few cases that end up being very serious criminal activity mm. that is what happens and we're there to really catch that before it does
0: wow you know it's like what it's like uh, you don't need to understand how something works you just need to know it does its job
1: <laughs> so Correct. And, and to be fair, we 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 are very passionate about making sure it does its job and kind of educating people on, I mean, not even how bad it can get. Unfortunately, many of our clients know how bad it can get.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And just the, the being responsible. Like, I mean, there is, I mean, a chargeback is unfortunate. Yeah. But you know, enabling an activity behind closed doors that you don't mm-hmm. want to be standing behind yeah. is even worse. And so yeah. I think taking active control over. It's not a black box. I should know who my guests are Mm. in many cases to improve their guest experience, but Mm. in the small percentage of problems to be a responsible operator to morality and society and legality wise, um, it's also extremely important.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking of chargebacks, uh, I read something on LinkedIn about chargebacks and it seems to be a growing thing. You know, we we have the the growth of the nightmare guest and it seems that there's a growth in chargeback if they're not going to get their refund for their stay for whatever complaint they're just uh, chargeback. So, how can you help with that? So, it, I can understand if the sto- if the credit card is stolen, um, but h- how can you how can you help with chargebacks or preventing it?
1: Mm-hmm. So, so there's actually two types of chargebacks. They kind of mm-hmm. fall into um, two categories. You have actual fraud, so stolen credit card, false identity. Deborah, you go through your statement. You're like, I never stayed in Dublin. I mean, and who was that? And and you call your credit card. You submit a dispute. You've never been there, you will win that chargeback. I mean mm-hmm. 999 nine times out of a thousand, unless something can be proven. Mm-hmm. And then you have um, which, and by the way, you as the card owner will win this, which is why Autohost can help you, the operator, find that dispute, but we will have been able to flag that transaction when it's happening mm-hmm. to get enough data points to know this is not Deborah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the credit card says Deborah, but this is not Deborah. Mm-hmm. That's your real fraud that we're aiming to prevent before it even happens. Mm-hmm. Friendly fraud is interesting. Friendly fraud is Deborah staying and kind of going, you know what? I mean, either the sheet was a little dirty or just intentional. And you're saying either I didn't stay. So you're lying about it, Mm -hmm. um, which unfortunately happens. Mm -hmm. Or you are saying the service was unsatisfactory and therefore I would like a refund, right? And Mm so the credit card company will still side with you at the beginning. You'll submit a dispute. And then it's when the operator's kind of opportunity to go ahead and fight that dispute. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where AutoHost helps with with a number of cases. So your initial screening and the information you're collecting, the agreeing to the rules, helps filter out a lot of the abuse that guests they are planning intentional friendly fraud mm-hmm. are not even gonna bother. Mm-hmm. We have so much information about you on file, and you're agreeing to all these things, and we're monitoring your stay. We have proof that you came in throughout your states, Your responsibility as an operator to communicate with the guest. So if no issues were brought up, you have all the evidence you need to then fight that dispute. Mm-hmm. Will you win 100% of them? Maybe not. But if we can help you reduce it by 50 or 75,
0: yeah. that's a yeah. big success. Yeah, nice deterrence. That's great. Exactly. Yeah. What would you say your unique selling point is?
1: Um, so so I think that really the mitigation of risk is very big. I think it's very common in our space to recognize how important the guest experience is, which we we acknowledge and we worked hard in investing in the guest flow. But it's one thing to just collect some stuff and do a check and call it a day. And it's really another thing to prevent things before they happen. Mm. So the way we look at ourselves is really that first line of defense. So if we can prevent A, some guests from booking, which is really interesting, by the mere fact of the thorough process, We have clients reporting that it's not that we're declining guests left and right, but the problematic guests, some of the local criminal gangs, just kind of whatever activity stopped booking with us. Mm -hmm. The larger the operator, the more loopholes you have and the more targeting you're going to get through your direct booking sites, through the various platforms. Airbnb is not necessarily off the hook, like you can get parties and vandalism and issues. Mm -hmm. So, so, So the one thing that we really do is mitigating that risk in advance. Mm, and then, yeah. and then the other part of the, of the real selling point, as far as we're concerned, is that streamlined process. So you, as you grow and automate, you don't need to have your team worry about catching things. It's going with tedious processes. So the automation from reservation came in and all the way to guests is now qualified to check through the door. You're, door lock will be sent to you or the key will be waiting for you at the front Mm. that is really streamlined because just we recognize that you work with so many vendors these days Um, and again it's not efficiency is not sexy but I think that once operators start working with this and understand that hey the tech is is thorough we fit into every process so we work with your PMS we Mm. connect to your, your smart lock you understand that you can take a deep breath step back and this is one process you're no longer worried about so mm-hmm. when you talked about growth and scale mm-hmm. um that's a really really big part so you know the average operator that has not just a few properties will not be our whoever's signing up with us we're working with yeah. companies that recognize the need to do things efficiently and effectively yeah yeah and just going back
0: to the process so as a property mm-hmm. manager the the bookings come in the guest is filled in all their information Am I only going to be notified from you if there's an issue? So it's basically no news good news. I won't be notified if everything was streamlined, everything was good. I'm not going to hear anything. Everything's just going to flow. It's just only when there's something
2: so not, wrong.
1: So it's not so much be notified. I mean the answer is yes, but it's more than no action is required. So you have access to the dashboard and you collect all the information but the beautiful thing is that for the 90% of guests that just go through the flow you did your due diligence automatically. So the information was collected. You have everything on file. They agreed to rules. You can access it if you need, mm-hmm. but just no action is required. And mm-hmm. so correct. The specific reservations that are flagged for review, you will be specifically drawn to handle those. Yeah. And what our clients uh, do is basically they have their internal process of, on a daily basis or a weekly basis, you will go ahead and review everything Mm. that was flagged for review and Mm. then make that judgment call. Mm -hmm. And like I said, by all means, many times go ahead and approve that reservation Mm. upon further investigation, Mm. reaching Mm. out to the guest, Mm. taking whatever measures you have in your internal processes of operation to Mm. make sure you're safe. And in the small percentage where you're like, oh my God, this really does seem suspicious. I'm not comfortable hosting them. Mm. You have the ability to go and keep safe and refuse that reservation.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Now, besides not leaving money on the table and being able to accept, you know, uh, bookings confidently. Is there any other reason why I I would use your
1: product? So I find that the clients come to us either because should hit the fan. (laughs) And now they're like, I need this yesterday. So I've been there. I've done that. Don't talk to me about what can happen. I know what can happen. I need this implemented. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Or they're being proactive and understanding that as you grow, you need to have responsible processes in there. Mm -hmm. So if I was to really separate the the types of benefits that we see people needing, so the safety, the trust and safety part is a big one. Mm -hmm. So protecting your properties either proactively um, or reactively, but kind Mm -hmm. of handling bad guests on all parts of that spectrum. Mm -hmm. Then you have the related but kind of standalone automation process. So the fact that if your current process is manual, not only is it tedious, growth and scale is not possible. You start falling into personal bias, judgment. Um, your guest support team can be thrown off by an innocent question and not focus on your screening. You have your booking restrictions. So the automation side of things, especially when it comes to growth in larger companies, is a very big benefit that we see. And often companies come to us when they're kind of already like grew too big for their own good and now it's time to change and and we accommodate that Hmm. um the best part definitely is kind of as you're growing to to lay the groundwork yeah Um, and I'd say that the third part is really the responsible hosting so when you go to then grow your inventory in your sales collateral in your pitches Hmm. to to owners to clients to stakeholders um we're we're so proud to see that our clients very proudly add the auto host partnership and logo our guests are vetted responsibly it's non-discriminatory but your mm. properties are safe mm. so be it from i'm not supporting illegal activity i'm not turning mm. a blind eye mm. and you get to proudly yell that from the rooftops mm. Is pretty much kind of the third benefit that we're seeing that actually helps you be credible to increase your inventory and grow your business
0: yeah and confidence too Gives you confidence. Uh, that's that's really great in terms of the owners. Absolutely. Now, so we talk about the target audience. So, roughly, sort of, what what size property management company are you looking at, or are your ideal clients?
1: So, so we do work with with professional operators. Um, we have a minimum of fifty units. So, mm-hmm. and, and the reason for that is really that at that point, it's also where you're looking for that automation element. Mm. So recognizing that the process should be put in place to, to really streamline operations um, is important. So we have a minimum of 50 units. Um, we work with all major PMS mm. um, softwares, and then largest clients get to their thousands, say 5,000 units. We work yeah. with both STR operators, um, hotel chains um, mm. across the globe. So I would really say that size is important, but a mm. general appreciation to to using automation right and using technology to grow and scale and then laying the groundwork early on as you grow Mm -hmm. is our perfect client because they end up really appreciating the process and relying on it Mm -hmm. and we can just focus on their business goals and how do we optimize your usage and how do we help reduce the chargebacks and, and so on so that's where our sweet spot is. Yeah. And you
0: mentioned global. So your audience is global, even though, uh, you know, uh, criminals could be more local or the areas and things like that, given obviously the internet, you're, you you cover everything. So your audience is global.
1: Absolutely. I'll mm-hmm. also say that geographically, I mean, you need guest vetting everywhere and it's yeah. not just criminals. You have really like, you know, just problematic guests. And I mean, Deborah with six girlfriends at a bachelorette party is going to be better behaved if your name is on file and you have a really hefty security deposit on there and you gave all the names of the people and you signed an agreement. Mm. It doesn't have to be criminal all the time, Mm. but within our space, which is such a beautiful space of hospitality, you have the bad apples that you just need to mitigate those risks. Um, What geography does, though, is that there's regional issues that we're able to resolve. So Europe is very big on... On one hand privacy mm. but on the other hand authority reporting is getting very big so different countries and different regions need to be submitting specific information to the police so mm-hmm. if you have a listing in miami you're probably unlikely to be taking their nationality and passport number and date of birth if you don't need it mm. but in europe you need to in australia you have the three strike rules so even problematic parties are are an issue in mm. south america they're concerned about money laundering so the payment validation the identity is really big. You have the homeowner associations in the States. So absolutely global in the sense that depending on your regional requirements, you can mm. also really customize the flow and mm. collect whatever you need.
0: Mm. Fantastic, that's great. Now, um, uh, okay, big question. How much does it cost? Ooh, it's a yeah. million
1: dollars.
0: <laughs> the million dollar question, yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, so we do have a number of pricing models and you can go on pay as you go or pull listing, but to go very, very bulk. So kind of for an average operator that has a number of turnovers per month, and depending on the package and the level of validation, mm-hmm. you'd be looking at an average of 10 to $15 a listing USD.
2: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
1: it can go a little bit lower with very high volume or limited validation yeah. if you need. Yeah. It can go higher if you're a smaller operator or have very large volume, yeah. but that's kind of the ballpark.
0: Okay. So it's a per listing. It doesn't matter how many bookings. It's just a per listing and you can have as many uh, screenings.
1: So, so we have hybrid. So it can be a per listing with a listing reservation quota. You can go okay. through a you go up for reservation. It really depends on the nature of your business and how seasonality affects you, how consistent you want to be with pricing. Yeah. We're there to accommodate pricing needs in that sense.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now, also given that you're looking at property managers with 50 plus, are you looking at some sort of contract to lock in with, with you guys?
1: So we do look for a standard one-year contract. There's the pay-as-you-go plans are non commitment So in, yeah. in cases of clients that really want to just test out the waters or they're thinking yeah. of switching from one process to another, which switching costs are difficult and we're there to support mm-hmm. it, but never mm-hmm. underestimate the, the pain point of switching. And we want to set you up for success. So mm-hmm. pay-as-you-go plans are available. We have larger clients kind of going for mm-hmm. a three-month proof of concept, or rollout, so you're not locked into just kind of... Yeah pay up and not enjoy it, we really do pride ourselves and customers that getting yeah. very, very sticky with the process and it becomes their um, just basic flow.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: Now, um, anything
0: more to add? I've come to the end of my usual questions. Anything more to add that I might not have covered?
1: Um. Oh, wow. I just... I just think that increasing the awareness is something that's really important for us so i mean yeah. we, we have a lot of information on on our website on linkedin i think small operators even if they don't qualify to go with AutoHost, i do encourage mm-hmm. to still introduce those same practices but manually but mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. not neglect your responsibility mm-hmm. um for, for larger operators i think it's important to really recognize where inefficiency is lost so mm-hmm. it's just if, if any information is seeked really form a from the trust and safety perspective. I mean, check us out and we're always happy to talk, answer questions and we're very approachable.
0: Oh, great. What a lovely way to end the interview. (laughs) If you have any questions for Ella or Autohost, pop them in the comments below. I will put links for Autohost. And Ella, thank you so much for explaining Autohost. I feel very protected now (laughs) as a property manager. (laughs) Okay, thank you for your time. Thank you, bye.